0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the BMF Business Marketing Family Podcast. Today, we're actually doing a Q&A session. I love the fact that you guys are commenting. I love the fact that you guys are liking these videos. And we've had some of our community ask questions. And we want to get back, and get back to you guys and answer some of these questions. So, Stacy, what's one of the questions that we should answer today?
1: So, I uh, love this one. I feel like it's a quirky question, but, you know, let's answer it. How did you come up with the name for your company? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I wonder if one of our siblings.
0: So our company is called Tash Ads or Advertisement. <laughs> wasn't very creative. Our last name is Tash and we advertise. <laughs> so it was just really, really simple. We have a buddy. His name is Casey. Really cool guy. His company is called Action Advertising Agency, A3. And he has yeah. like these hats made and it's like an A and yeah. a 3 on it. You know, definitely creative there. We just have to keep it simple.
1: Yeah, very simple. Nothing like crazy. So if you have like a short, nice last name, I would use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's perfect for branding. So, Right.
0: And the thing you want to do when you're looking at a business name, go on GoDaddy and search mm-hmm. and see, is this domain available? Because you're definitely going to want a .com domain because you don't want to, for SEO juice, for relevance, for people to easily find you. And having a two-word domain is is very hard to do these days. So TashAds, www.tashads.com, It was available. It's simple. It's there for us. So I'd recommend going to GoDaddy with any of your potential names. The biggest thing is don't spend two, three months working on a business name if your goal is to start a business. You should be working on the business, Mm -hmm. not on a business name. So um, you can
1: always change your business name later. Like it's like David said, it's mostly going to work on your business. So if you have a name and you don't love it like three months down the line, just change it, it's okay. Mm. You know, you can always change it, it's
0: fine. Okay, so next question we got is, what is unique about your company? Mm. Okay, so number one, so the first thing that's gonna be unique about your company is you. You're the one running it, you're the one at the very beginning making the decision. So even though you're in an industry that can be looked at as a commodity, like for instance, we work with a lot of recruiters, that's our main niche. And we hear a lot, recruiting is recruiting is recruiting. No, it's not because every individual firm has a different experience by the head, right? Who has started the the processes, the policies, what you believe in, the culture, those are all different. So, and that goes into the client experience. So understanding that you are where it starts as a differentiator in your business, in your company. So think about like, you know, no two human beings are the same. No two companies are going to be the same because humans are the ones running the company.
1: Exactly. And I think what makes us, our company, so unique is it's a family business. So, you know, that's one of the reasons it's unique, which is awesome. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah, I just want to throw that in there.
0: No, no, definitely, because we take the that we have for our family and we instill it in our company because at the end of the day, we don't want to just be people good at business. We want to be good people as well. Yeah,
1: Definitely. So this question is more like I guess business related so not really about our business but like you know to answer somebody who's in this situation. Mm-hmm. So why do I need to define my business in deep?
0: So that's a great great question and the short answer is you need to because as things get going it's easy to get lost right. Mm-hmm. And you need something that you can look back on and say okay This is why I'm doing this because you're going to have great times in business. You're going to have good times. You're going to have poor times. You're going to have awful times. It's, it's seasonal. And when things get tough, you got to have that core belief of why am I doing this? If not, you're always going to have that little voice in your head, or it might be someone, a family member. It might be a friend like, well, dude, why don't you just go get a job, right? How much easier it would be if you can just let someone else deal with these problems and you just do what you're good at. And if you do so, that's when you fail in business. Now, it doesn't mean you fail at life, it just means you fail in business. And, and some people need to go the business route, fail, go back to being an employee, have some success, and then come back to the business route um, with their skill sets sharpened. And that's you, that's totally fine. Don't beat yourself up. The most important thing is that you're progressing because it's all about the journey, not the destination.
1: And everyone's journey is different. So really like define your why, Mm. define your goals, work towards them every day, whether you're in a nine to five or you're doing this full time, just work on it every day. And whatever your journey is, that's your journey and that's okay. As long as you're still working towards those goals and your why.
0: So right, the next type of question is going to be, about hiring because it's so important, so critical for every business. So we're gonna focus a lot of, of questions around hiring. So so Stacey, question for you. Yeah. When hiring a team member, about how many interviews do you like to have before you actually make a decision? And what's the time timeframe um, that you do when, when it comes to like bringing somebody on?
1: Yeah, so I like to interview at least three people, no more than five. And what I do is I, decide like when do I need this position to be filled Mm. and that's how I create my timeline so if I need a new say for example account manager and I want to bring on somebody in May which means I'm going to start this April right now I'm going to start right now I'm Mm -hmm. going to look at my pool to see if I have anybody that may have interviewed in the past and if not then I'll seek out new people to to, uh, apply for the position and interview I will set up my interviews for a week all of them in one week whether I do like One each day, or knock them all out in one day. And then what I do is, I have before I meet with them, is basically complete like an application and also send me a video. And that way I can see should we even move forward with the interview based on the application and the the video they sent. And if they do make it to the interview, then you know we have a great chat. I ask a series of questions. Questions that I ask actually my top. Account manager, because that's who you know, and we spoke about this before. We want people who are like our top people that we have already. So, I interviewed my top person and I asked similar questions. And if they can answer either the same or better as my top account manager, then that's the person I'm gonna probably bring in. So, really, my it's
0: like a two week process. Awesome. So, Stacy said a lot there. And I want to break down some of the things she said. When she says she's only interviewing three to five people, so that's the short list, right? We have an application process and we run ads and we do a bunch of different things and hundreds of people will apply, but we only, out of those hundred people that apply, based on the answers, based off the scorecard that we already have in place for that position, we can read it, we can narrow it down to between five and eight people. And then from the videos, those five to eight people are sending, we're gonna choose the three to five people that we believe will be the best fit. So there's already a weeding out a screening process that happens um, before they even jump on the phone with Stacy, which is awesome. Think about how you can have a similar process because you do not want to be combing through 200 applications or resumes. It will drive you crazy, yeah. and you most likely won't make the best decision. Another thing that Stacy said there, which I think is I think it's critical, is she has a two-week process where from when she needs the when she starts interviewing to making the hire, it's not a long, drawn out, you know, three-month process. Now, if you're hiring, let's say, a business partner, you're looking for a business partner or a C-level person, that's gonna be a little bit more stringent. That's gonna be a little bit that timeline needs to be elevated. But right now, as we're currently shooting this video, it's a candid market. Candidates are getting two, three, four job opportunities thrown at them. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of the businesses that are dragging your feet and you have this five, six, seven interview process for entry level or mid-level roles, you're going going to be losing out on talent on left and right. So you got to really evaluate, okay, the speed of how fast we're interviewing and hiring people and have a set process. And then two, how can we have a short list of candidates instead of having to talk to a hundred people? Because Person number three can be the perfect person for that position. If you're speaking with ninety seven other people, by the time you get back around to person number three, they're gone. They've already gotten hired. They're already you know have already been onboarded and probably working a month into the business already. Mm-hmm. So that's all great things to think about.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So he spoke more about that. So I think one of the things that you need to do, especially if so many people apply for the position, mm-hmm. is have like qualifiers and are they are they hitting those like are they checking the boxes Mm. so like one of my um criteria is that you have to absolutely send me a video if there's no video sorry because that's important that's important to my hiring process so it is important for many reasons like following directions you know like can you actually do something that you say you're gonna do so yeah so just that also helps me narrow that number really low because you have i have certain things that you have to do Mm.
0: And remember, just as you're interviewing the candidate, the candidate is also interviewing you and mm-hmm. the company. And just as, just as you're looking for an attractive candidate, you're looking for an attractive company. So look at some of the things that can make your company more attractive. And, you know, if you're smaller, you're just starting out It's just you, that's fine. There's certain benefits to being able to, hey, you know, work directly with the owner there's benefits to that, right? Mm-hmm. Think about what what your, like Stacy said, your qualifiers and what makes your position attractive. Is there room to grow into a decision-making position? Is there room to grow with the company? If you're already established, maybe you have systems in place and processes that will really allow them to hit the ground running and start hitting their goals really quickly. So think about what you have and use that to your advantage in making your company and the hiring process more attractive. Definitely. All right. So guys, thank you so much for being with us on this. And we'll definitely see you in the next one. And remember, like and share this. Um, Comment. Comment. Send
1: your
0: questions. And send your questions. Mm -hmm. Like and subscribe. And we always read the um, the questions in the comments. So looking forward to hearing what you think um, about these questions and the answers to them. And any questions you have on growing your business.